This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there, I'm so grateful to you for being here. This is episode six of the podcast. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for the support. And if you're a new listener, welcome. I really hope you enjoy the content. This week, I want to talk to you about formats. So you've decided to start a podcast, but you're a little unsure about what format it should take. So how do you decide the right podcast format for you? Well, there's a few things I'd ask you to think about first. What aligns with your goals? What's your personal style? So what kind of show would you enjoy doing? Yes, a podcast is for your audience, but at the same time, you want to do something that you're going to enjoy because there's a huge amount of time invested in podcasting. A lot of people start out not really knowing how much time is involved. So you want to start on the right foot. Do you have the time to dedicate to the format that suits you best? So we're going to dive into some of the formats, but keep those three things in mind as I run through them. So number one, solo. It's just you. A bit like my podcast at the moment. It's just me. It's the most popular way that new podcasters start out and a great way to find your feet. You're able to share your knowledge with a wider audience and it helps you be seen as an expert, an authority. On a practical level, editing is easier and quicker as it's just your voice. It's just a one voice to edit. Content can be based on questions that your ideal audience has asked, answers that you know that they need. You might have done a survey and you're using your podcast to provide those answers. In terms of tech, all you really need is your mic, headphones, recording software, and you're good to go. It's that simple. Some things to think about though are. You don't have to feel the need to talk for longer than is required. It's totally normal for solo episodes to last maybe 10, 15 minutes. I know certainly when I decided to start my podcast, I was very firm with myself. My audience are busy women running businesses, leading their lives, you know, looking after their family. There's no need to fill silence. So I stick to 10, 15 minutes solo And then when I start interviewing, those will be about 20, 30 minutes max. I know some podcasts that are five minutes long. That's it, five minutes. All you want to do is give valuable content. There is no descriptive that says, oh, you must give value in 40 minutes. That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. So focus on valuable content. It is so much better than waffling unnecessarily. It's just you which means everything falls on you. All the pre-post-production stuff, it's all you. Editing, recording, all you. So bear that in mind. You could, of course, outsource. 
that's obviously an option. You can outsource as much or as little as you'd like. But if you don't have the budget to do so, or if you prefer to learn at the beginning so that you know how things are done, just remember all of it will fall on you. You can lose momentum. You know, the word I like to use is oomph because you don't have someone else's energy to bounce off. So it's all on you to bring that enthusiasm and energy every week to your episodes. Because, you know, people want to get to know you. And if you're normally an energetic person, you want to bring that personality, that personality, your personality needs to shine through the mic, so to speak. (laughs) It can feel a little one way. You're doing all the talking, sharing your knowledge, and that's it. And you might feel, oh, am I connected with my listeners? But just go at it. Okay, second type of format, interviews. Of course, it's you, interviewer, with a guest, interviewee. This is perfect if you love chatting with people, which, you know, podcasting is all about, actually. Some benefits, you share your guest audience and them yours, helps to expand your network and helps you to build relationships with your guests, offers a different perspective or point of view which listeners will find very helpful, also adds value. For some, the thought of doing interviews can be a bit intimidating. Well, I know for me, that's certainly come up in my mind. But what I tell myself and would ask you to do the same is to think about it as having a conversation. It's not a job interview. You're not in trouble with your employer. It's meant to be fun, light, and with the right frame of mind, it won't be It won't feel so nerve-wracking. In terms of questions, you could draft some that you ask all your guests, but it's important to be flexible. Don't be rigid because, you know, if you ask a question and then the guest gives you an answer, that may be the perfect opportunity to ask a follow-up. So don't think, oh, I've got 10 questions, I must stick to them. Just kind of follow the flow and it will naturally take you to a beautiful conversation. Now, don't be hard on yourself. This format may take some time to perfect, but know that you will get there. Also, something else to consider is the guest management side of your show. It can be quite time consuming. You've got to find the guests, carry out research on them. If they're appropriate, get them booked in. Some people have a pre-interview call to make sure that they're prepped for the day. Then, of course, there's the recording on the day and any follow-up for release day where you might provide them with their graphics and a link to the show. So that one thing has got six different aspects to it. So it's worth thinking about because guest management can be, you know, and then if they cancel, you then need to rebook. There's just a few moving parts for just one person. I would highly recommend, however, that you automate as much of this process as possible to save time. And I do this for quite a few of my clients. Whether it's Canonly, Acuity, Dubsado, Honeybook, you can automate, depending on the platform that you use, you can automate a lot of this process. So bear that in mind. Now we've got the co-host format. This is usually two people, sometimes three, hosting together. The person might be a good friend of yours, a colleague or a like-minded person in your network. It brings a different vibe to the show, especially if you're friends. You know, you bounce off each other quite well. It can be quite entertaining, friendly, fun, even a bit of banter. Obviously, it depends on the subject matter, but it really does bring a whole different atmosphere to your show. 
it's more of a natural conversation. So whilst maybe someone might write a script for a solo or might have questions for the interview, co-host format is a bit more unscripted. You know, just go with the flow, see what happens. They might obviously have bullet points to make sure they stick to topic, but that is likely to be it. Hosting with one, two other people means that responsibilities for your podcast will be split half or in three ways, which is fantastic because you can play on each person's strengths. So if there's someone that's quite creative, maybe they'd like to take on doing the social media graphics in Canva and getting them scheduled out. If there's someone who's quite organized, maybe they could do the guest management side of things. So it's the perfect opportunity to just really support each other and make sure that things get done. Also, you have someone or someones to bounce ideas off of, share their energy and enthusiasm. Things to think about though. Two, three voices are harder to edit than solos and thus take more time. I think I might have mentioned this before in another episode, but how I like to think of it is it takes two to four times the length of the episode to edit. So if you've got an hour long, and that for me is based on two people, but if you've got three, four, five different voices, each voice should be on a different track, which means a lot more editing. So bear that in mind. It's more conversational, as I mentioned, so a script probably won't work. You all need to be on the same page or everything could go very, very wrong indeed. I have seen some nightmare stories in Facebook groups where things haven't worked out. One co-host is doing everything or, you know, someone decides that they no longer want to do it and the other co-host went off and took charge of the RSS feed and started a podcast of her own. So it's important to cross your T's and dot your I's at the beginning. Make sure that you pick someone that you, I want to say trust, that you trust, that you know. Don't just, you know, I, I wouldn't, I don't think you would do this, but you know, don't just post in a Facebook group, oh, I need a co-host for my podcast. No, think about who is in your network. Think about who could Who can bring something to your topic? Because you want to make sure that they're the right fit for you and for your show. Okay, that leads us on to format number four, which is the panel or roundtable format. Now, this for me is slightly different. It's usually one or two hosts with a number of guests. I would liken it to more of a morning talk show kind of format. So the show is interesting due to so many different opinions and insights. Guests tend to do most of the talking, but of course, it's still important for you to contribute. No one person should be talking more than the other. You want everyone to get involved. Similar to the co-host format, there's more than one perspective, which is great from a listener's point of view. The amount of value they'll get from all those different people speaking and their points of view is fantastic. Things to remember or to think about. Scheduling several guests at the same time can be a huge challenge. XPA here. I know, trust me. I used to PA for CEOs and board members, so very, very senior people. And the more people in a meeting, the more stressful it got. So, you know, just just consider that. There's tools, obviously, to help you. So what I would do is create a doodle poll, 
send that out via email. People could put in their availability. And by God's grace, there will be at least one slot that works for everyone that I can go, well, yep, that's the date. So that's something to to bear in mind. It's about making it as simple and pain-free for you as possible. That's what this podcast is all about. Keeping it simple, no overwhelm, pain-free. Okay, also, you want to try and schedule as far in advance as possible. Again, this is what I did as a PA. If I knew, for example, board meetings took place every quarter, let's do that for two years. Let's just get those dates in the diary and as far in advance as possible. Obviously, it would depend on how you record. There are people that batch record, which is fantastic, but also that means that your guests for the panel would need to be available in a shorter period of time. So if you batch everything in one month, that's a lot of their time that they need to give up in one month. But the other flip side of it is that they're then free for two, three months. So if it's three months on, one month off, that works quite well. But just be open, transparent and schedule as far in advance as possible. As the host, you need to make sure everyone feels involved and minimise people talking over each other. There's nothing worse, well, for me anyway, there's nothing worse for me listening to a podcast or, you know, anything really, and people are talking over each other because you totally lose the thread of the conversation and it all just sounds like gobbledygook. So, you know, as the host, you want to kind of, you know, rein that in and make sure that it doesn't happen too often. It's also useful for you to keep the conversation on the right track. The more people, the higher chance of conversations going in the wrong direction pretty quickly. So, you know, you want to keep keep a handle on that. What tech do you need to record multiple people in different locations? Now, we are going to be talking about tech next week. So hold on to your hat for that. But I just want you to know at this point that it's not as complicated as you might think. Once everyone's got the right software and the right equipment set up, literally you're ready to go in minutes. So do not let this put you off if you feel that this format will suit your podcast the best. Storytelling, whether it's non-fiction or fiction. So I've not worked with a client who has this podcast format, but after some research, I would imagine that some extra hours will be required. So more time will be required than other formats I've mentioned before. Because I think it's very much about taking different bits and weaving a story from them. So I guess a bit like a documentary about someone's life on TV. And when I was thinking about this, what came to mind was a few years ago, Beyonce did... I know, totally random, but just wanted to give a bit of a an idea of what this format might look like. But Beyonce did a documentary and she had lots of different videos and it kept flitting from present to past, like it went back to when she went to was in school, when she started the first group, not Destiny's Child. And she had lots of different videos and someone obviously very clever took all those clips and weaved them together to match the story that she was telling because there were points where she was also narrating on screen. And I think that's a very clever skill, not one that I have, (laughs) I won't lie to you guys, and not one that I would recommend you start out with. Unless, of course, you've done it before as a day job or as a hobby and you know what you're doing and it comes easy to you. I just feel like this might be a bit more onerous 
So start off with one of the easier formats and work your way up to that for maybe season two or three. And the final one is video. So video podcasts have become very popular with people uploading their audio podcasts with a cover to YouTube or of the actual recording. So whether they record on Zoom or Riverside.fm or Squadcast, wherever it is that they record, they're then uploading the actual video so that people could see. And this works really well because people take content in differently. Sometimes, depending, I could be quite visual. Other times, this is where podcasting comes in quite helpfully because I might just want to sit and listen. It, it might depend on how they take in content, but it could also depend on location. So I love to listen to podcasts when I'm driving somewhere. If I'm at home quietly, you know, resting after work and I flick on the TV, I might want to watch a video podcast. So it really is good to have different format available for your audience. Video content is great for repurposing as well. So for example, if you've done a Facebook Live in your group, you just download it, strip the audio, transcribe it, and then you're able to pull social media posts for a week, if not longer. You're able to create a blog. You're able to create an email for your email list. The options are endless, and that's just all from one video. So video podcasts are the way to go. They obviously allow you to connect with your audience face-to-face. Well, they can't see you per se, or you can't see them, but you know, you get my drift. They can put a face to the name, which in turn helps you to grow your know, like, trust factor quicker. Things to think about for video. Do you have the time to create content for an additional channel? And what additional software will you need? If any, it might be that you're able to do everything in one platform like Riverside.fm, but it's just something that I want you to consider. So to recap, we have the solo interview co-host, panel slash roundtable, storytelling and video formats. Typically, I'd advise my clients to do a mix of solo and interviews at a minimum so that their listeners can get to know them and build their authority, etc., And there you have it, six types of podcast formats. Solo, interview, co-host, panel, storytelling, and video. I could probably squeeze in a seventh and say hybrid. So a hybrid would be a mix of two or three of the above. So what's quite popular and what I will be getting to myself is a hybrid of solo and interviews. You could do a hybrid of interviews and co-hosts. So you, your co-host, and then you have a guest on. It really just depends on your podcast, the type of show, what your listeners will find valuable. So, you know, play with it. Podcasting is new to you. So don't feel like you have to be rigid. You can play around with it over time to see what works best for you. Don't chop and change too much because then your listeners might get a bit confused. So, you know, leave some, leave a gap to see how things are working. A few months at least, I would say, and then go from there. So that's it for the show today. Next week, it's all about the tech. So mics, headphones, recording platforms, you name it, we'll cover it. So if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram so that I can cover your question off in next week's episode. And I look forward to seeing you then. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.